Welcome to the For Fox Sake podcast, by the fans, for the fans. With all the news, views and discussion from two lifelong Leicester City supporters. It's your show, so get in contact, make yourselves heard, what's your opinion? The only Leicester City podcast that's by the fans, for the fans. This is for fuck's sake. Hello and welcome to episode 59 of For Fuck's Sake. I'm in, well I'm in For Fuck's Sake HQ and Rob you are in where? I am in what resembles a shipping container in the Bavarian Forest in South East Germany. Really? Yes really, I'm looking out over... Uh, a glorious snowy backdrop at the ski stadion Finsterau. Oh, right. Um, what are you doing there? I mean, to be <laughs> fair, to be fair, it's not the worst place to be with what's going on at the club, but why are you there? You, you might as well tell everyone. Yeah, I'm commentating on the World Paranordic Skiing Championships for the IPC for the live stream. We're getting about 50,000 viewers a day on Facebook, which is pretty good. Lovely old job. Fantastic. Yeah, it's good fun. It's good fun. But I have been... Keeping my eyes and ears to the ground about Leicester as well. Um, one thing I do need to say is that um, how is the ski jacket getting on? Very, very well. It's It's gone down very well here. You lot are just jealous. It's the worst ski jacket known to man. And if you do go to the For Fox Sake uh, podcast website, or actually onto Facebook, should I say. So just type in For Fox Sake podcast onto Facebook, and I will put a picture of the jacket on there. And that's the last time I will mention that And you jacket. are all welcome. You can all enjoy it in its glory. It's horrendous, just like our Premier League form. Really, how about that for oh, a link? Very um, smooth. So the last time we spoke, um, we were playing really poorly, um, picking up no points, scoring no goals, but still in cup competitions. And now we are playing really poorly, scoring no goals, but still in cup competitions. So not a lot has happened in the form of an upturn in form. But uh, yes, it's gone from bad to worse, really. A terrible display away at Swansea. Um, I don't know if you saw any of the game, Rob, did you? Yeah, I watched... Uh... Quite a bit of it, actually. It was it was difficult to say the least. Yes, it it, it was painful, really, really painful. Um, let's just put it out there: they were shocking, they were terrible, um, and all of the above. They lacked creativity. Uh, the defence, at times, I thought played all right, but then just fell apart uh, when Swansea got going after about half an hour or so, and it was just the same and. Same as what we've had over the last few weeks. Um, of course, we tend to remain quite upbeat on this, but um, there's no use hiding it now. We are slap-bang in the relegation dogfight. We've got a real battle on our hands to avoid relegation. Relegation looks a, a foregone conclusion at the moment. Uh, we've got a game against Millwall in the FA Cup on Saturday. We've then got Sevilla away in the Champions League, and then we've got Liverpool, and then we've got Champions League again, Hull City. Um, where... My question to you, Rob, because there's many ways we can go with this. Let's just put it out there. What would you do right now? What, if I was the chairman or if I was the manager? If you were the manager. If I was the manager, I would probably have started at least eight of the players that beat Derby against Swansea. Because let's be perfectly honest, whether you look at those individuals and think that they're Premier League footballers or not, they cannot be doing any worse than the 
11 or 14, 15 that have been starting most Premier League games. Uh, and a lot of people were saying, oh yeah, let's use the the uh, the confidence and the momentum from beating Derby, uh, where we actually looked fairly creative. When we actually felt a little bit confident on the ball and saw that we could actually create chances, scored some very good goals against Derby. Yes, they're a championship side, but give those players a good couple of games in the Premier League because what have you got to lose? If you're trying to take momentum from a cup win into a Premier League uh, match, a big match where you're level on points but in completely different situations, Swansea are on the up, we are very much on the down, why not start eight or nine of them? I thought Ben Lohan had a decent game. Yes, he's playing against Derby's second string strikers, but how are we ever going to know if these players can get us out of this hole if they don't play in the Premier League? So I, I would personally have rewarded those players for applying themselves for playing with a bit more confidence for having a few uh, stand up and make sure that they were counted uh, and giving them a game in the Premier League but that didn't happen and now if you try and do that around the Millwall game then we might have some success but I don't know what would you do? That's an interesting question. I I tend to think along the same wavelength. I think that the game against Derby, and again, I know it was against Derby, but again, you're playing a lot of players for Leicester who have not been playing hardly any football, let alone for the reserves. Um, So what I would do is I would do a mix and match and say, you know, if you do play well, then you will then get in the first team. Um, The interesting scenario that you have this weekend is ignore Seville. Completely ignore that because you're going to be fit and ready to play Seville um, even if you play on Saturday. It's a case of do you just play the same team that played against Derby and say to them, look, you go and perform and you can get a starting berth against Seville or against Liverpool in the league. Or do you say to the underperforming first-teamers and do you do a mix and match and say, look, you're now playing against Millwall. You probably would have expected to be rested but there's no reason to rest you because you're not in form. You need to possibly get a bit of form against lower league opposition. It's um, an interesting scenario. If it was me, I think we all agree that the first team needs to be ripped up and basically thrown in the air and say, right, we're going to start from scratch. And that means possible systems, first team players, who plays where. And we'll come on to a 1-11. to This is all, again... Um, if you're new to For Fox Sake, then uh, we we don't plan any of the, the podcast. So we'll, we'll come up with a 1-11 to 11 off the top of our heads, what we would do. Um, but for me, what I would do is I would play the team that's played against Derby, the starting 11, right? And I would just replace one or two players with maybe a Mares or possibly a Vardy and say, look... Let's go from the start with Vardy up front, try and get some goals into him, uh, replacing Musa, who started against Derby. And then maybe you got Kaputska on the bench, because he's something for the future, really. Um, he was quite promising in the first half against Derby. But uh, play Mares maybe just behind uh, Vardy, and then fill the other players in as they started against uh, Derby. Do that against Millwall and then we'll approach Seville with maybe a different way because I think Seville, you're going to have to play a completely different formation. You'll be playing de- quite a few defensive midfielders just trying to sit back and possibly grab something on the break. We've seen what's happened in Europe so far this week. You know, I know Barcelona lost 4-0 against PSG but it just shows you the quality in this uh, last 16 and Seville are no mugs whatsoever. Look at Arsenal. I know it was Bayern Munich or one of the superpowers but um, 
if you take the foot off the gas for just five minutes, you can concede three or four goals in a short space of time. So that's what I would do. I would go with the same team against uh, Millwall that starts against Derby, apart from I'd have Vardy and Morris in there just to give them a bit of confidence, get a win into them. And of course, you are playing in the FA Cup fifth round. You win that game, you're one game away from Wembley. Um, I am completely completely not buying the we don't need to be in the cup competitions concentrate on the league what is that that that's what you say when you lose in the cup um that you're going to concentrate on the league an fa cup run to the quarterfinals semi-finals or final would do the club no harm whatsoever um manchester united jose marino my god just imagine if he was your manager jose Mourinho, and he sits there going oh we're in the final of the league cup we're in the fa cup still we're in europa league and we're in the, the premier league hunt for fourth place or to get into the champions league you'd be you'd be delighted but no he's 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 miserable with football he doesn't like football i want to try and win things that's what we've been doing and if we do go down then we can win the championship again we can have another open top bus tour and another party um but that's all for the future but uh, for me that's what i would do um i would in fact let's just go into it now okay so what, one to eleven. I'm going to go one to eleven. But let let let's put um let's put this out there. Maybe not the team against Millwall. Your eleven now that you would play for Leicester. I would have. So it can be the team against Millwall because we can play our strongest team. I think we need to. Um. So the goalkeeper Schmeichel. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, well, if we're picking the strongest team, yeah. If we're picking the team against Millwall, I'd probably say to Zila, look, you can play in the cup competitions, but I don't think he's one of the players that's challenging for a shirt. I think I think we need Schmeichel. I don't think he's done anything wrong. I think he's the the very positive influence in the dressing room. But yeah, so yeah, my strongest 11, I'd have Schmeichel, but for the game against... Uh, Millwall I'd have Zila okay we'll go with the, with the, the strongest 11 so Schmeichel we both agree uh, the defence I'll keep Simpson at full back and I would play Ben Chilwell at left back and then the centre halves I would definitely go for Armati at centre half purely for the fact that imagine if we did not sign Daniel Armati Okay, he then plays in the African Cup of Nations as a former midfielder slash fullback. Plays at centre half for Ghana, and then we could sign him on the back of that, getting into the Afcon Team of the Year um, for five million pounds. We'd buy him and play him centre half. So why not play him there? So for me, I would play Armati at centre half, and I would still play Wes Morgan. Um, I think that. Huth being short of confidence and being slower than he was last year and making a few mistakes and being caught out. You know what um, Wes Morgan's about. You know when he's alongside someone who he's not 100% with, then um, he can. it really does detract from his game. Uh, we saw that the season before. When he's on his A game with a, a, a confident partner alongside him, look what happened last year, we know what a superb player he is. So I played Morgan and Armati in the centre. Okay, um, I think based on the fact that these players have only had basically ninety minutes against Derby to show to show their worth, is um, is Ben Ben Lawans, is is he in our Premier League squad? Is he allowed to play in the Premier League? Uh, I think he now is. Now, this is something that we get pulled up for quite a lot. People then uh, go on to Twitter at FFS Pod, and they tend to say, uh, do you not realise that he's not in the squad? Which is great. Oh, all this red tape. Why do we concern of, ourselves with that? 
pick us up on anything that we say that's completely wrong because oh, yeah, again, we're just we're just fans. Um, we don't sit you know, with notes in front of us or anything. I, I think he can. I think Belowan now can. He wasn't in originally, but now he now he is. So he wasn't in the Champions League squad. Now he is. Um, so, right. So, so I'd I'd pick a Marty at right back. I think. Okay. Um, I think I don't. I'm not discrediting the job that Danny Simpson's done. Um, but I would I would pick Amati at right back. I'd say to Ben Lewan, look, he's he's been training hard. He's been captaining the development squad. He looked all right against Derby after he settled in because he's not played much first team football in the last eighteen months. I put him alongside the uh, alongside Wes Morgan, and I'd also put Chilwell in and say to Fuchs, yes, you're the model professional. Yes, you've captained your nation, but at the minute, Ben Chilwell gives us a lot more on that left hand side. Okay, so we've got the defence sorted. Um, now, for me, I would drop Jamie Vardy. Um, and I would play him on the bench for an impact sub role. Um, yeah. And what I would do, I'd put Slomani up top. And I'll have two players um, out wide. I'd have uh, Albrighton on one side. And I would have on the other side, uh, Demari Gray. So Albrighton on the right and Demari Gray on the left. Uh, and then that means that you've got uh, the three up top and you need three in the centre. Now, I know a lot of people have said, oh, no, we've tried three in the centre and it hasn't worked. Uh, that's because the two out wide for me, all Brighton and also great, they're not playing as a forward two out wide. They are still out wide in midfield. OK, and the three in midfield I'll play and I'll play Riyad Mahrez behind uh, Slomani, kind of like the uh, the the. the the top of a midfield triangle. And then the two players behind, I would play Ndidi and I would play uh, Mendy. Um, oh, hang on. Is Peter Selby dropping Danny Drinkwater? I, I think he merits it. Because I of his never thought I'd see the day. Yeah, that's very true. I know what you thought about him for <laughs> maybe about five years. but um, I was uh, going to keep him. Well, you still can. Um, I mean, this is a player <laughs> we voted into the all-time eleven, but uh, he, he's not playing very well. And and for this system, um, I think it would be best to have those two sitting midfielders. Uh, you've got Mendy and, and Ndidi. Both can get around the field as well. They know that they've got someone to pass to further forward in the centre, which I think is that what we've been missing, that link between the midfield and the forward line. Uh, and I think that's uh, Mares And give him a free role as well and say, look, you are player of the year. You know, do your stuff. You've got your mate ahead of you. Um, you've got uh, out wide. You've got coverage on the wings because Gray and also Albrighton will be wide midfielders, not wide forwards. They can get the ball into Slomani. You can try and hold the ball up or get in the end of the cross. That's what I would do. And I would turn around and say, look, if we want to play those two midfielders sitting in front of the defence and go ultra defensive and pin the wingers back into midfield and and sitting back just in front of the uh, fullbacks. So be it. Why not go to places and try and get a either a nil-nil or, or a 1-1 one, one or try and catch people on the break? That's what I would do. Um, the, the players in the first team at the moment are just not doing their job, so that's my team. What about you? What would you do midfield-wise and up front? Yeah, uh, I think I'd go for a similar formation to you, uh, although mine, it sounds quite defensive, but I think mine would probably be a 4-5-1. Um, I know yours is similar to a four-five-one, but Riyad Mahrez is playing higher than the rest of the midfielders. I would classify uh, mine as a four-five-one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I would have the same wingers because uh, I'm going to play Slimani up top, uh, and I think that automatically 
for me, puts Mark Albrighton in the squad because he can literally yes. plant it on a forehead. And Slomani's a big, powerful fellow. I know we're not going to try, I'm not trying to use him as a target man. I'm trying to use him as somebody that can attack a ball in the box. I think it's, um, a, it's a given, isn't it, having Albrighton in the team, um, especially on the right hand side. Just imagine, yeah. just, and remember the goal he scored uh, against West Ham, uh, the header. Yeah, the the perfect looping cross towards the back stick. Whereas Albrighton, when he's playing on the left-hand side, as he had to do, as as he did most of last season with Mares on the right, um, it's harder to cut inside and get the same kind of delivery. So I'd start Albrighton in what I think is his natural position as a right winger. Um, uh, I'd start Gray on the left because I think Gray's looked lively, he's looked positive, um, and he frightens players. Uh, and then in midfield, I would actually keep Drinkwater for the time being. I'd play him and Mendy, very central. And I'd say, look, you two are the central midfielders. And then kind of in front of them, I'd play Ndidi because Ndidi is good on the ball, good physically. He's positive. I think he was by far our best player against Manchester United at the beginning of the month. Uh, he shone in that central midfield role in what was a very difficult match, especially after they pinged two goals in like 90 seconds or whatever it was. And Didi was stood there at times during the game against United looking for a forward pass all the time. Nobody came short for him. Nobody dropped. Uh, everybody was hiding behind a, a Manchester United player. And Didi then was like, all right. I'm going to shrug off one midfielder, I'm going to drive into 20 yards of space and I'm going to make something happen here. And he won a free kick on the edge of the area, which Riyad Mahrez just missed. Um, so I'd say to Ndidi, look, a little bit less defensive responsibility, still win them balls in the middle because he's, he's good in the air, he's good in the tackle, but I'd have him supporting uh, Slomani. We've seen that he can hit uh, balls from distance, Ndidi. I saw that on his... Kind of a, everyone's got a good YouTube highlights reel if you catch him at the right time. But he'd done it a few times uh, in the Belgian league, and he did it against Derby with his left foot. He's another man to put in the box for all Brighton and Gray's crosses, uh, and he'd still do the box-to-box job, whereby you could get behind the ball and you could have five in midfield because we are getting sliced open too easily. So if you can start with five in midfield and then say, Gray, you can push up down the left-hand side, maybe drift in field when we've got the ball in the opposition half and let Chilwell get round you. And Didi, you've got more attacking licence when we've got the ball, but get back into a 4-5-1. That's what I'd go with. I think Ndidi is a huge, huge asset and I think we need to utilise him as much as we can. So you're saying a very similar formation, just a slight change of personnel in the centre of the park with uh, Mendy and Drinkwater and Ndidi. Um, yeah. So there's no place for Riyad Mahrez? There's no place for Riyad Mahrez. There's no place for Jamie Vardy. Sit him on the bench and say, look, lads, you you can sit here if you want. You, if, if earning money is what you want to do, then you can sit on the bench and do it because you are not working hard enough on the pitch. And if you are working hard and it's not coming off for you, then... People have those bad runs of form. I don't know what the problem is. Uh, if I knew that uh, that answer, I'd, I'd be worth a lot of money to a lot of people at Leicester because I don't think anybody knows exactly what the problem is. But if they're out of form, they should get dropped because they're not undroppable. Any footballer out of form gets dropped. And if it's a case of they're not working hard enough, then they deserve to be dropped. So in either case, for me, 
they should currently be sitting on the bench. Yeah, I, I completely agree. So that's the team that we would go for. What team would you go for? Head over to Facebook, type in for Fox 8 Podcast. Make sure you click us a, a like as well. It just means you'll get all the updates. And also tell us who would you pick in your new first team uh, 11. Also, you can do that on Twitter at FFSPod. And if you want to email in, you can do for Fox8Podcast at gmail.com. Okay, so we've discussed what's basically wrong with the club and also uh, what we would do with the first team. Now, looking forward to Millwall on Saturday, it's going to be a difficult tie against a team who have already beaten two Premier League teams in Bournemouth and Watford. Yes, Bournemouth put out a weakened team, but we think that's what Leicester might do this time around as well. And they beat a very sorry Watford as well. Um now I'm going to the game, so I'll be in the away end. So if you do see me, then say hello. Um, oh, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. They wear blue and white anyway. So going down there on the train, blue and white scarf and all that, it doesn't really matter. Walk around London, it's fine. It's not the same. <laughs> it's not the same as it as it was. Uh, he says, after not going to Millwall before. So yeah. Um, and again, it's a game that we need to win. We need to get going as a club. But uh, also, I'm a, I'm a real firm believer of when you finish one game, you look forward to the next. And if it's in a completely different tournament or competition, then completely forget what's going on in the other competitions. It's all about the FA Cup. Nothing to do with Sevilla. Nothing to do with the Premier League. It's the FA Cup against Millwall. We could win, get through to the quarterfinals. There's a lot of big clubs still there. But you might get a favourable home tie and then you're possibly in the semi-finals, which of course is another trip to Wembley. The game is about the glory. It's about winning. And that's what we want to do. We want to try and win something. And it's about them big day outs that you can go on. I want to go to Wembley again for the second time in one season. Uh, imagine that being a Leicester fan and going twice in a season. Um so I'm quite positive actually this weekend because I think the further teams like Millwall get in the, the competition, the more nervous they will get. They know they've got a good record at home in it, but now we're getting to we're getting quite far in the tournament for a League One side. So I'm quite optimistic about Saturday. Um I suppose I need to be going. What about Europe? Yeah. I think if if he starts a, a similar team to the team that beat Derby, I see absolutely no reason why they can't be given another opportunity to go and say, "Oi, Gaffer, put me in your plans." They'll be uh, fairly confident because it was a it was a good performance at times against Derby. Uh, I see absolutely no reason why we can't go down to Millwall, get a result, and get ourselves into the quarters. And like you say, it's um, it's about winning the game, but also it's about trying to build some kind of winning mentality around the club again. Um, I like your idea of maybe starting Vardy and Mares alongside what you'd consider to be Leicester's second string team and saying, look, they're playing for their shirts, but also you're playing for yours. If you put in a decent performance against Millwall, I'll pick you against Sevilla. If you go out there and you sort of trudge about a bit and you don't make things happen and you don't look like you're in form or that you want it, then I'll bench you against Sevilla. Exactly. I, I think that's the way to go against them. And, and, and we'll see what happens. But um, obviously, as soon as the uh, the game finishes, and maybe in some supporters' eyes before, um, all thoughts will then turn to Sevilla on Wednesday. Now, um, it's obviously very... It, it's difficult, isn't it, because of what's happening in the season uh, so far. But like I said just a minute ago, take your hat off and then put your Champions League hat on. We're in the last 16 of the Champions League. Unbelievable. Um, we've seen what happened so far with other clubs. Um, now, what result would you take, Rob Hayes, 
from Sevilla. If you could, if someone offered you a result right now, now obviously it's not going to be a five-deal victory, but if we're going to lose in Seville, how many would you take losing by right now? Uh, I would. The maximum that I take is a two-goal deficit, which I would probably prefer to be three-one. I completely agree. I would take a two-goal deficit right now because what you don't want is like what's happening to Arsenal. They've got the game against Bayern Munich coming up where they're four goals behind. Yes, they've got the away goal, but to be honest, you can see Bayern Munich scoring more than one at the Emirates. So for me... Yeah, Arsenal are out of the Champions League. They are, and they've got a a defunct game now at the Emirates. Now, the game against uh, Sevilla at the King Power is going to be something special. I think so, yeah. It's, it's a one-off. Yeah, the, the atmosphere at the King Power has been slightly more subdued than last season, as is natural because the team aren't winning. But like you say, the the thought, yeah, the thoughts of the Premier League and other competitions and other woes go completely out of your mind because it's a knockout match against Sevilla in the Champions League. The music will be up, the, the place will be full, the place will be buzzing. It's a completely different atmosphere. Uh, Leicester, the Leicester players need to bring back the right kind of result to make that night happen for for us. I think losing by two goals in Seville would be a good result, a very good result. Obviously, you have to take into effect the the form of the side. Seville are flying in the league. They've won the last three Europa Leagues. They're a really efficient, quality team who like to break on teams. Um, So whether Leicester sitting back might... uh, almost put them off their stride I just can't see it I really can't see it um, I, I really do fear for Leicester in Seville um, that being said they lose nothing do you know what I mean if, if we go over there and get absolutely spanked it it's not the end of the earth because they've reached their goal in Europe they've got through the group stages we want to go there and try and win of course we do but for me taking a two-goal deficit back to the King Power, possibly then getting an early goal, game on, that's what you need. What I want is I want at half-time at the King Power Stadium in the second leg, Leicester to still be within the chance of getting through or maybe getting extra time against Seville. That's what I want. Whether that means scoring once or twice in the second half of the second game, that's fine. I just don't want it to be a damp squib at the King Power, because that would put it, you know, tarnish it slightly. Um, now, what would you do with the team? Would you go there with the regular formation? Let's see they go and beat um, Millwall quite comfortably on Saturday. Would you go, we, we'll go with the same team? Or would you go maybe ultra-defensive? It's a, it's a different um, it's a different situation. Uh if you go too defensive there, then you invite the pressure on and Sevilla have the quality to, to carve through. You can't just put bodies there. Um, equally, you can't leave yourself too exposed. I think I'd try something similar to the to the four five one that we spoke about. And you know what? I'd I'd if I was Claudio Ranieri, maybe I'm, I can I can say this more freely because I'm not a football manager and it's not my uh, job on the line. But you've got to do something ballsy now because everything else you've tried, all the little changes, all the all the public statements about um, about that we're fighting and that everybody's together and that he's not lost the dressing room, throw all of that out the window. If we beat Millwall two or three nil and everybody looks pretty steady, you're talking most of the second string team. I say second string in inverted commas because I don't know. It's like a fourth and fifth string team, the first eleven and the second eleven at the minute. Um, Give them a go. Send them out to Seville and say, 
There you go. Here's Champions League football because you've done better in the last couple of games than most of these players have done all season. I, I agree. I, I'm kind of in a catch-22 because I think going ultra-defensive could be the way forward because of the players we had. People like Vardy up front, you could say, right, we're going to pin you up top and we're going to try and launch the ball forward. You play someone like Mares behind him and then say, right, everyone else, sit back. People like uh, Albrighton could play on one side and you could just say, look, you're sitting right in front of the fullbacks, and we're going to pack the midfield and we're going to have the two players up front and say, look, the ball gets to you, try and do your stuff a bit of magic to get a goal or do you turn around and say hang on we're just going to play the way we like to 4-4-2 and we're just going to really go for it or even try and attack and say look if we don't attack then we're just going to sit back and get beat so why not take a risk and say you know solid almost well, let's just go and try and get a few goals if we lose 5-2 or we lose 4-2 that's better than being smashed 3 or 4-0 um well, losing 4-2 is better than losing 2-0. Well, exactly. That's what I'm saying. You go for the goals. Now, personally, for me, I would go the defensive routes. I would pack the defence and the centre of the park. Uh, I would get the full-backs and the, wi- and the wingers right back, and I will play uh, Vardy and Mares as a top two. So you're almost playing. It sounds a strange way, but you could almost play a four, um, almost like a 4-4-2, but the two wingers are so compact so it's almost like a, um, a four in defence with maybe four centre midfielders and then two up top. Mares is come back into midfield almost. So uh, a real tight formation. And just, but you'd start Mares and Vardy? Um, I would because I think on you've got to look at your opportunities against Seville. Now, set pieces, Mares, he's not... The most consistent of set pieces, but we've seen the goal he's already scored in the Champions League. Uh, also, there is that when he's played in the Champions League, he really has upped his game. Now, is that because of an ulterior motive to go to another club or because he's on the big stage? Who cares? If he's on the big stage and that's where he turns up, great, that's fine. Also, Jamie Vardy up front, just for the fact that if they're laying siege to the goal and the right ball is played forward you want Vardy on the end of it. That's what I would do. So I'd put those two team, two players in the team and the rest of it I would just form into basically a big shield in front of the goal and just and go from there. You can always change the formation. We've got many players who can play different players, like you know, uh, different uh, positions. So that's what I would do against Seville and basically, fingers crossed, you never know, half-time, nil-nil, maybe assess things at half-time. Now, does that mean we play... OK, let's go and play Bella Luan and have three centre-halves and say to the two full-backs, Chilwell and, um, or Fuchs, it probably will be Fuchs and um, on the right-hand side, Simpson, we're playing as a flat-back five. Why not? Oh, why not? Five, five at the back. Yeah, but why not? Why not have three centre-halves and then say to the two full-backs, look, just step five yards further forward from where you normally would play and then have two defensive midfielders sitting there in front of him. Why not have Mendy and play and Didi and say, right, you two are sitting. Why not? We've got to try something. Selby shutting up the shop. Exactly. Shut the game down and have the classic Leicester breaks. And of course, they're going to be worried. They're going to be very confident, um, Seville. But they're going to be worried if we do play a formation like that with completely a huge gap between the midfield and the forwards and you've got Mares and you've got Vardy they'll be looking at that team thinking we can't actually just push forward because we know what they can do they've seen the Premier League last year I know it's not working out this year but there will be that slight 
slight problem. I think if we just go straight four four two or maybe four five one with like a Slomani up top on his own, they'll turn around and go, Well, we're not gonna get caught out on the break here, so we can just flood the midfield and pile forward and just pick Leicester apart when we want. Um it's gonna be very interesting. Now, obviously, everyone will enjoy it in their own way, but I think the main thing is we've just got to enjoy the game. Yes, it's going to be fingers crossed, nail-biting. Just enjoy the game. It's the Champions League. This is what we all dreamed of last year, and we're through to the last 16. doesn't matter what's happening in the FA Cup. doesn't matter what's happening in the Premier League. This is a game on its own, isn't it? So I'm really looking forward to it. Um, hopefully Are you going? <laughs> now it's still still up for grabs actually whether I'm you going still or not. haven't decided no mainly because a I haven't got a ticket b everyone I was going with um, originated places like Copenhagen etc etc and also people who said they were going to go um, are no longer going there's people out there I know quite a few but I don't really want to jump on a plane via somewhere else and, and go do you know what I mean it's uh, uh, so at the moment I'm still undecided I've got next week off so um if I decide at last just, minute, just in case, just in case, yeah, I'll put the week <laughs> off. Um, well, because at the time I was going, so I, I still don't know. The likelihood is I probably won't. I'll probably be watching on TV, which is a real shame, really, because it would be great to be out there. Um, hey, get get a halogen heater in your living room, so so they <laughs> think that you're in Spain. Get get a little get the washing up bowl with some water, so you can give yourself a little like you're sitting and paddling, and and then. I don't know, freeze a couple of pineapples and put some punch in them or something. It'll be all right. Lovely old job. That'd be brilliant. And, and just drink soul. But uh, no, I mean, really, to be perfectly honest, going out there will be great, whether you get into the ground or not. I think that'll be the clincher. I'll look next week, and if there are tickets available, then um, I will try and get out there. But if not, then I'll be like, look, you know, it's really just three days on the pop, which is absolutely nothing wrong with that at all. Um, but we'll, we'll wait and see with that. Will you be back from your skiing holiday in Germany? It's not a holiday, but yes, I will be back. Well, you say it's not a holiday. I don't know about that, but uh, I've not uh, clicked on any of the links that you sent through regarding the, the live coverage. But uh, you've not you've not been listening to my dulcet tones on the World Paranautic Skiing Championship. No, it's not. You, it's not been at the top. Disappoint of, me. It's not been at the top of my list. You it's know, brilliant, mate. It's I've brilliant. Had to, I've had to go to the dentist at least once this week, so that's been you know. It's been more. You know, I didn't need to go. I just went because it was better option than listening to that. Um, Charming. That's, that's that's bad, isn't it? Um, right. So we better finish the podcast. So get in contact with the podcast. Twitter at FFS Pod. Facebook. Search on Facebook for Fox Eight Podcast. Podcast at gmail.com all the places that you can get hold of us here enjoy Millwall on Saturday enjoy the game against Seville in one way, shape or form whether you're going out there, if you are, stay safe send photos from Seville make me jealous that you're out there um, also if you're going send me a, send me a, a, a tweet or something I might come on um, and we will be back after Seville hopefully We'll do a podcast in time for the game against Liverpool, which is on a week on Monday, isn't it? It's the Monday night football game, so I'm sure we can fit a pod in after Seville, uh, maybe over the weekend before the game against Liverpool. We'll put some links up because I think we'll be on various podcasts to do with Liverpool. They seem to be one of the clubs out there who'd really go to town with their podcast. Uh, you go on the cop table, which I think I'm going on this time around. And I'm pretty- yeah, you're you're sorting it out, aren't you? You're you're jumping in because I'm still in Germany. Ah, right. So yes, I'll be on the pot uh, the cop table and also the Anfield wrap. Uh, again, and I'm pretty sure Radio City will want to get hold of me because after my um, 
last appearance on there, which I basically called the whole of Derbyshire. Uh, they'll probably want me back. Oh, it's, yeah, they they really found it funny. Um, but uh, I won't say anything about. It. No, it was it was really good. So um, I didn't I didn't say anything bad about Millwall though. Funny enough. Uh, Interesting that. So good luck to everyone going out to Seville. Good luck to everyone going to Millwall as well. Like I said, send all your photos through where you are, where you are in the game, what you think about it. Use Twitter at FFS Pod, and uh, we will be back once again. If you want to pick us up on anything that we've said, saying that you're complete fools, what are you talking about? Well, send us. So what do you think? Send us your team. Where would you play players? Who would you play in the centre half position? Would you play three in midfield? Would you drop Vardy? Um, the one thing that we have not mentioned is the manager. And I think we better just finish with the manager. Um, and I think we're both still behind Claudio Ranieri. I am, personally. And I'm yeah, pretty me too. Sure yeah, I'm, I'm well. still in the same position as I was before. Yep, so Rob's behind Claudio. I'm behind Claudio. I can't think of anyone else out there. Um, and I think that discussion is for later. Whether he moves at the end of the season, we'll wait and see. We've got bigger things on our hands at the moment, trying to avoid relegation and trying to win two cup competitions. So, next time we'll be back, hopefully, we'll have a result in Seville and we'll be in the cup sixth round.